Let's get started. We're going to do a review of yesterday's daf. Yesterday was daf Zion. Today is daf Ches. And we will review what we learned yesterday. So we're, of course, talking about um, the mitzvah of Bidikas uh, Chametz. And we started about six lines down on Dav Zayin yesterday. And the question is, is that we mentioned the halacha that uh, when doing the bidika, in addition to checking the entire house for chametz, there's also an obligation to do what's called a bitol. That means negating the, uh, the, your connection, making it like hefker, um, to any potential chametz. So that's the story. So um, the question is, is that uh, we said previously that you're not able to do so after the time of Isser, that you can't do it once it's prohibited, it's not yours to be mevata. So the Gemara had a few questions on that. Is that really true, that after the Isser you're not able to be mevata? And we brought down a Brisa. The Brisa says that if somebody's sitting in the base medrash and he realized that there's, he left chametz in the house, so he can be mevatel it belibo, whether it be Shabbos or Yamtif. Now, Shabbos makes sense. That could be Erev Yamtif. But um, that, that could be taking place on Erev Yamtif. But how could, um, how, that, but, but how could it happen on Yamtif? What does that mean that you're being mevatel on Yamtif? Obviously, it's a time of Isser. So that uh, shows that even though it's Asr, you're able to be Mavatol Chametz. So the Gemara says, no, 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 you got, you got the case wrong. The case on Yom Tov is taking place, is talking about you left dough that was not yet Chametz. And, and you realize that you didn't pop it in the oven yet, and you're allowed to bake on, on Yom Tov, and uh, you're in front of the shear now. So if you, but it's before it actually became Chametz. So if you're mevatle now, so that'll save you, preempt your ownership or uh, any issue on, um, on, on, uh, on, on uh, before it became chametz. So while it's still in your shos, you do have the potential to bitol. And that actually fits nicely in the text because the Mishnah, the Bryce here says that he's in the base medrash. Why would that even be a factor? What does that mean? It just, why is that even necessary to mention? It's just a, to tell us that he, if he would be able to get back in time, he didn't have this, you know, the Davyomi share that was going on right now, he could do something about it. If it's chametz already, what's there to do? The answer is it wasn't chametz yet, and he could put it in the oven, he would be able to put it in the oven and avoid it becoming chametz. Anyway, so that's the story with that. Um, next we saw is Rabbah Baravuna said in the name of Rav that if you have a piece of moldy bread, now of course obviously it looks like bread, you can tell it's the bread, but we're talking about where it's like it looks the same as matzah, but it's chametz, you know. Um, a lot of the matzah boxes uh, will have it labeled that the, this is not, not for Pesach use, not for Passover use, and that's because they're not careful when baking all year long um, that the matzah should be Pesach thick. Anyway, um, so that's the question. Um, you have matzah, you have, you, have, you have this pas that could be matzah, could be chametz, and it's moldy. So if, there's, if it's mostly used for matzah, at least that's what we think it means, so then it's going to be muteres. Now the question is, what's the case? If you know that it was chametz, or it looks like bread, then there's obviously it doesn't matter that it's mostly used for matzah, that shouldn't make any sense. So we're talking about where it's not noticeable, you can't tell what it is, 
and whether it's chametz or matzah. So then, why would it make a difference if it's rov matzah? That's not the criteria how it should be. The 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 criteria should be whatever it was used for last, because that's what most likely is is the, is this thing. It's going to be whatever was used for last, and we find that in a mishnah. The mishnah is in Shkalim is talking about if you find money in front of the uh, animal dealers, um, so it's always um, so we said that it's uh, it's always considered meister sheni money because that's most likely what it is. Okay, um, if you find it in Harab, if you find it in Harabayis, you can assume that it's cholin. If you find it in Yerushalayim during the holiday, anywhere in Yerushalayim, not necessarily in front of the animal stores, um, you you uh, you would assume it's meiser if it's around the holiday time on the shalosh regalim. But any other day of the year, you would say it's cholin. And the Rav Shmaya Barzera explains that the whole reason why we only assume what it is, because we assume that whatever you found was lost that day. And the reason is, is because they sweep up the city of Shalayim on a daily basis, and therefore it wouldn't have been there before. Okay? Um, it would have been swept away if it was from, the, uh, from a time ago. And that's what, again, this is the principle of Basra, that whatever's last is what you would assume that it is. So, um, say the same thing here. So the Gemara says, yeah, you're right. We are, that is what we would naturally assume. The reason why we can't assume that over here is because it's multi. So like, that's a, like a flying in the face of the idea that it was there, that it's recent. Okay? So the Gemara says, if it's moldy, so then what is the fact that it was used mostly for matzah even a factor ever? Why does that make a difference? So, uh, so Rav says, no. What it means, Rav Samatzah doesn't mean Rav Samatzah. It means there are sufficient days of matzah, meaning it's already way into Pesach, that it would make sense that it could be this moldy from the beginning of Pesach. And it's really kosher matzah. That's the idea, because we're, again, we're, used, we're assuming the concept of Basra, and we're applying to say, well, if it's possible that it could be this multi, having been after Pesach, because it's already today, the sixth day of Pesach, so then that's, that would make sense. So the Gemara says, isn't that obvious? The Gemara says, not is that obvious, because you could say that maybe it was, since it's extremely moldy, you'd say, well, it's most likely from even before that. But nevertheless, we say, since it's possible that it could be this moldy, because maybe what happened was is that you put hot fresh matzah on top of it and you know the steam uh, helped you know in, help increase the mold from 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 before and that's why we say that it's um, that's how it got so moldy and that's the idea that we go by the basra okay so the Gemara says is that really true that we do go by the last thing well last thing is what we assume it is um, we showed a brisa rebuta says that if you have a box that was used for money that's chulin and money that is meiser. If mo- it goes by the rov, rov, uh, rov is chulin, then we assume the money is chulin. If rov is meiser, then we assume it's meiser. Why not go by what's last? So you see, we don't always do this last thing. So Rav Nachman explained that what's going on over there is that you used money uh, chulin and money meiser, but we don't know which one was used last. So that's when will you follow the majority when we don't have any information as far as the last goes. So the Gemara says, 
So we don't know what's the, uh, what, what was done last. So that's, the, that's that. Rav Zvid says that we're talking about where another pshat, that we're talking about where it's in piles. So it's used simultaneously. There's a, there's a, you know, a rubber band around some of the money another one, and uh, therefore whatever's in the piles is labeled Meiser and Cholin, and now you have a loose coin, there's no way to indicate from last because they're both used simultaneously. That's Shita's Rebzvid, that's his answer, and Rav Papas has a third answer, that it was found in a crevice in the box. If it's found in a crevice in the box, that's indicating that it might have been there from a long time ago. We don't anyway have, we don't have a, then a right to assume that it was from the most recent thing. And that took us to a new topic, which is the bracha that you make when doing the bidikas chametz. Okay, so Rav Yudha says that somebody who's doing checking for chametz, he makes a bracha. The bracha is, according to Rav Papi, in the name of Rava, leva'er chametz. To get rid of chametz. Rav Papa says, in the name of Rava, albir chametz is the proper bracha. Now, Everyone agrees that the, the connotation of the word leva'er is definitely appropriate because it's going on the, what the, the upcoming act, leva'er. Okay? And it's definitely mashma lahaba, and it works as far as coming to the future. The question is, and this is the machlok, is whether the words albir have a forward, a future connotation or not. Rav Papi says, no, and therefore you cannot say al bir chametz, and Ra, and Rav Papa says yes, it does. Okay, so we had a question on this from the bracha that we make for mila. We say al hamila. Now, why do we say lamul? The answer is that shows that you obviously you didn't do the mila yet when you make the bracha. It's what you're about to do, and we say al hamila. So the Gemara says. Well, that's not a proof. Why? Because there is, you can't say lamul because that would imply that it's your mitzvah to do. And typically, the one who's doing it is the mohel and not the father. And therefore, he can't say lamul because it's not his mitzvah. Alhamila is more generic, and that's why he says the bracha alhamila. So the Gemara says, well, based on your logic, so then what if the father is actually doing the mila? Then, then, then you're right. Then it should have been, then it should be lamul. That's what we said. We asked another question. It says, Why not say Lishchot? The answer is, again, very similar. It's not him who has to do the Shechita. Um, and um, so that's the difference by Shechita as well. So the Gemara says, um, yeah, but, uh, but, but uh, the Gemara says, what, well, what if, it's, what, if it's, what if what you're Shechting is a Korm Pesach? Or your or or or, or any kachim where it's on you to do the shkita, um, it's your mitzvah and you're the one doing it. Then would you say lishkot? So the says maybe yes, yeah, nami, correct. All right, next question. When you make a lolov, you say shachianu bekiyamanu bekiyanu lazmanazeh, and when you take the lolov to be yotzeit, you say al niti lazolov. Now, why are we saying al niti lazolov? You should say lito lazolov according to. You so the more answers no because that is past tense. Actually, as soon as you picked that up, picked up the luluf, you already fulfilled the mitzvah. So that's why you're actually saying al So the Gemara says, well, if the, then why does it say latzeis bo? It should have said 
Yatza Bomi Baila. He already was Yotze. He should have said he was, was Yotze already. So the says, You're right. The only reason why we said Lotis Bo is because in the Seifa, when we talk about Sukkah, it's in Leishi Bo, it's in the future. So we're sticking to the same, same, ta- same form, format. So, okay, let's take a look at the Seifa. Okay? Um, somebody makes a Sukkah for himself. He says, Shech Yanu. When he finishes, and then when he sits, enters to sit down, he says, Leishi Asher Gishom, he says, Leishi Basukah. So the Shech Yanu is when he makes it or when he feeds? Um, when Both? No. Uh, no. It, the, the way the Gemara says over here, it's when you make it, you say the Shech The way Halacha dictates is not that way. We say Shech only the first time when we're sitting. That's right, exactly. <laughs> Um, so that's the that's the discussion. So, correct. Uh, you, you, what we do not we know that uh, that's another discussion whether on second day yomtiv do you say shechianu or not? Do you switch the order? That's the question. If you need to say it, switch the order for the shechianu. That's what there's a machlokas um, in kiddush when you say the kiddush on yomtiv night for sukkis. So some people have the custom that they say. Um, the the bracha the the kiddush and then they say after kiddush they say the bracha for leishe basuka and then they say the shechianu going back on both of those mitzvahs and some of them um, say the shechianu for yamtif for and um, uh, after kiddush and then they do the leishe basuka after that because it's not going on the, the shechianu is not going on the leishe basuka because you already said the bracha before. The day before, it's a is whether you switch the order. Most people have the cousin keeping the same order for both nights. But anyway, it's just interesting. But, um, but it, it, everybody says, don't do it the way Ankamara comes out over here. This is not the end of the discussion on brachos. This is just uh, um, uh, the bottom line halacha is the next line that the bracha that we make for chametz is albir chametz, and that is the bracha. And that everybody agrees, and this is gets us to the topic, that everybody agrees that you always need to make the bracha before the act. And the question is, where does that come, come from? So we saw the source for it. It's a Rav Yudah, said the name of Shmuel, all mitzvahs, you say the bracha over las yasan, and over means before. Now, where do you see that the word over means before? So we quoted a few psukim. One was... Uh, that's one. Habai brought another passage who over lifnehem, and um, or from vayavor malcolm lifnehem vashem roshem. Bottom line is we see the word vayavor implying going in front of, going ahead of, and that's the basis of over lasiasa. We did see that uh, the house of Rav says that the, there is an exception to that. Mitzvah, the idea of doing it before, of saying the bracha before the mitzvah, by tvila and by shofar. What? You're by, you say right. By tvila and by shofar. So the Gemara says, I understand tvila because you can't really make a bracha, um, you're not allowed to make a bracha until after you go to the mikvah. So there's no way to do it before. So you do it after. Fine. But, um, but shofar, where's that? So the Gemara explains is that... Uh, yeah, shofar, why would you make a bracha after you already fulfilled the mitzvah of shofar? So the Gemara says, now maybe you're going to say, because maybe the tekiah won't come out good. You have to, you know, you know, you have to first hear if he did it good. And then we make the bracha, because you see that we got it. <laughs> yeah? 
for a bottle care who's expert as you, there's no concern. Okay? But, chas v'shalom, right? Chas right? But, anyway, that's the idea. So, the Gemara answers is that if that was the case, then we, we should do, wait for Shechita and wait for Mila to make sure he did it right and then make the bracha. So, we don't do that. So, Elamai, the Gemara takes out the, the shofar. Shofar, yes, you do shofar. You say the bracha for shofar beforehand. You don't wait till after the blowing of the shofar. And that's the idea. Um, that brings us to, um, and, and we brought the Bryce, this is exactly that. You go into the mikvah, when he comes up, then he makes the bracha, okay, end of that topic. Next thing we talked about is that we check for chametz with candlelight, by candlelight. So the question is, where's the basis for the idea of candlelight? So if Chizda says that it's based on, is a string of psukim, it's based on metziah, as the Pasuk says, I'm going to go. As the Pasuk says, Lo yimatzei, which implies that, that you should not find chametz in your house. So beforehand, you need to find it so that you don't find it. And we use the word to describe finding with the word chipos, because the Pasuk, by the, the silver goblet of Yosef, when they were searching for the goblet in the brothers, um, they, it says right? they started from the oldest and went to the youngest so it shouldn't give away that they were uh, suspecting Binyamin anyway um, anyway bottom line is and uh, uh, there it says Matzah so it says Matzah and Chippos so Chippos is connected to the other place where it says Chippos by Neros it says the Posok Baneros um, and Neros is learned from Ner, because it also says, Ner Hashem Nishmas Adam, Chofes Kol Chadri Batem. The Ner Hashem is the, is the soul of man that seeks out, searches out all the, in, the chambers of the, of the inside of a person. Which basically is saying that uh, you check, you can do a chipos with a single candle. And that's the source. We saw the Tanur Rebbe says the same thing, that we're both as a chamas or a Ner, and he quotes all these exact same sukkim. What is the Les Omer for? We already said that we're checking, they're checking Yerushalayim by Neros, and it says Chippos, so it's the same thing. So what do we need the extra Pasuk of Neros and Nishmas Adam? That's the Gemara's question. The Gemara explains that you might have thought that when they're checking Yerushalayim for sins with Neros, maybe that's as a leniency, so that we're not, we're not looking, we're not going around with a torch, which is very bright. We're going with a small candle, and, um, and what it's com- implying is, is that they're looking for Averis, only like the big stuff. We're not worried about the small Averis, only like the major ones. And the small ones, he's, we're letting slide. And maybe that's, but when it comes to looking for Chametz, you want to look and search out very well for Chametz, and therefore maybe you would need a bigger light. That's why it tells us, that it is, that is the best way, the prime way for checking. Uh, better than a torch, as we'll soon see why it's better than a torch. And that is uh, why we needed the second Pasuk. And that is where we left off yesterday. And stop here. <clears throat>